why I wrote a book and what I'm hoping to convince you to do. And don't worry, I'm not going to try to I'm not going to try to convince you to write a book too. It's a it's a painful process, but um, but I am going to try to convince you to capture experiences and learning that you're having. So more on that in just a minute. Hey, everybody, it's Russ Hill. This is the Culture Hacks podcast. We're going to forgo all the fancy um, podcasting studio equipment and music and open and all that stuff. And I just want to share with you some exciting, exciting news from my world and then uh, and then share a takeaway that I hope will bring some value to you. So for those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that I was close very close to publishing a book two years ago. Like, that's not an exaggeration. Literally two years ago. The book was written. Um, uh, it, it had been edited. I had hired an editor to go through it. It had been sent to, sent to a typesetter over in Europe, which means that they put all the fancy fonts and images and all of that to it. So it went through that phase as well. There was a cover uh, graphic artist that was hired. Uh, multiple revisions of that. He he got it done, and and it was all put together and submitted to Amazon. And all that was left was one button to be pushed. And uh, I'm not going to get into too many of the details here because I don't really care about the past as much as I care about the present, the future. But needless to say, I was thrown a curveball, and um, and some people who had previously authorized me writing the book, decided at the last minute to um, to tell me that they really prefer that I not. And this had to do with my employment and all that kind of, kinds of things. And again, the details aren't necessary and, and, and I don't want to relive it, but it, it was it was it was not good. And uh, and long story short, um, that decision has the players have changed. And and the decision has changed. And so now I have the green light, which I'm thrilled about, to not only be able to share what I'm learning and experiencing in, in formats like this podcast or in my social media post to LinkedIn, which I do a lot, and other, other, other platforms as well, but I also have the green light to, uh, to publish books, which is huge to me. When you, I mean, you just have to think about you know, I've got almost 20 years of a media background, so I spent a good chunk of my life learning how to communicate with others, how to share experiences and talk to others, and, and not to say that I've got that nailed and that I'm the world's best communicator, but when, when you've got all that experience and then you're and then you're now in the world that I'm in, which is coaching and consulting leaders and being in this leadership lab around the world and all these different companies – um, when you, for me, the perfect marriage is bringing both those things together. So you're working with tons of leaders and you're able to communicate that, share that with the world. And so this is the final, one of the final steps in allowing me to do that as freely as I've been wanting to do that for years. And I'm so, I'm so excited about you all. So here's, here's the, uh, here's the punchline. My first book, which is called Decide to Lead. Leadership is a choice, not a title. The four questions anyone who wants to lead others must answer. That first book is going to come out in just over a week from right now when I'm recording this, when I'm sending out this file, this podcast episode. So for most of you, when you listen to this, like we're either just a few days away from publishing it or it's already been published. 
And and so that's that's super exciting. So I had to go back in once I got approval and modify a few things. And I really, my wife asked me the other day. She's like, "Well, do, do, are you tempted to want to go back in and rewrite it at all? Like take chapters and rewrite?" I'm like, "Actually, I want to rewrite the whole thing because I I've had so many experiences since I wrote that book. Right? You think about two years and think about the last two years of your life." Think about all the changes and all the lessons you've learned and all the wisdom you've gained. It's incredible, right? And so, yeah, I'm super tempted to go back in and add that in and change the opening of the book and do all that. But I'm not going to do that because it's just going to slow me down. This sucker was ready to go. And so I just changed a couple of dates and boom, um, we're publishing. So here is what you can expect, and then I want to go to why I'm sharing this with you other than I'm super excited about it, um, but I want, to, I want to give you some takeaways from this as well. So here's what you can expect in the book. In it, I, I wrote it as an interview. So I decided, and really while I was flying around the world on planes and spending hours after hours on planes, I'd get some work done, and then I, I'd have a choice of either watch a movie and decompress, watch a TV show, whatever it might be, fall asleep or work on a kind of a personal side project. And I decided to do the latter. And so I thought, you know what? They always say your first book is your worst. And I wanna write a lot of them um, over the years. I've got a lot that I wanna say, a lot that I wanna share, a lot that I've heard others say that I wanna capture and share with the world. And then I'll let, I'll let all of you decide whether or not you think it's valuable. If, if I write 10 books in my life and none of them sell, I actually really don't care. Um, it's the process of capturing that wisdom, that learning and that experience that matters most to me. It's, it's not the revenue or the money or the lifestyle that come from that. Most people who write books, there are very, very few exceptions, don't make a ton of money off of it. But it helps them I- increase their profile, grow their careers in other ways. So um, I decided, you know what, okay, so my first book is – everybody tells me, my publishing friends, my New York Times bestseller friends say – um, the first one is is the roughest because you're just kind of learning the process. So just get it done and get it out to the world. And so I thought, okay, well, what would I what would I write in that first one? And I decided, well, why not make it short? Why not make it casual? I can't stand long books. My gosh, I can't stand because I know that a lot of it's filler. So when someone sits down to write a book, they have certain ideas they want to share. And, and then publishers and editors say, more words, add more, add more, add more, add more. I, I saw this happen just um, within the last two years with some friends of mine who've written a best-selling book published by, by, by a well-known publisher. And they were done. And then the publisher came back and said, no, we want more, tons more words, tons more words. And these friends of mine were like, well, I, I don't have it. We don't have anything more to add on it. Like we, we've said what we want to say. And the publisher insisted that the book be fatter. And I can't stand that. Like that just drives me nuts because as a reader, I don't want all that filler. It doesn't matter to me how thick the book is. It matters to me how valuable the words on a certain, on each page are. And so I decided I'm not going to do fluff. I want to keep it as short as possible. I want people to be able to read the, excuse me, I want them to be able to read this in just one, uh, one evening or in a couple of evenings. And I, I want it to be, I finally settled on, I want this to be like a, as if the two of us, myself as the author, you as the reader, whomever's reading it, I want it to be like we sat down together for lunch. If you invited me to, to grab a, a, a drink with you, to, 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 to grab lunch, to go grab breakfast, whatever it might be, 
and we sat down and you were to ask me, hey, Russ, I'm trying to be a great leader or I've just taken on this new leadership role. What advice would you give me? I decided to write a book about that. So whether you're young and just deciding to lead and wanting to be in management or in leadership roles in your personal and professional life, or whether you're seasoned in life and you're a senior executive who's trying to be an even more effective leader of thousands or tens of thousands of people, I wrote this book for you. And the reality is no matter who you are, I'd sit down and I'd say, I'd ask these four questions to you. And the four questions I would ask are the basis of the book. And so in the book, I walk you through each chapter is one of those questions. And then I add some more thoughts um, at the end of the book. But I talk about my experience as a bishop in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've served in, in in the church that I'm a member of. I've served in lay clergy positions, meaning they're not paid. I was asked to first serve as the leader of a congregation of what started out as a congregation of about 500 people and ended up being over 700. And then that morphed into me being asked to be part of a team of three people that oversaw a congregation of 5,000 people in our area. And this isn't a religious book. I don't get into the faith aspects of my experience as a as a bishop or as a leader in our church, but I, I do share experiences that um, that changed my life of sitting in an office at a church trying to lead other people and trying to positively impact their lives. I, I share some of my experiences in this book. I, I tell the story of one of the leaders who has impacted my life the most, and he did it as a teenager when I was a teenager. And I, I share that that story and why it impacted me and 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 how that person demonstrated leadership. I share examples from meetings with executives around the world that I've been in and some of the most incredible moments that I will never forget, moments of, of setback and and really vul- a ton of vulnerability from leaders who have discovered holy crud. I'm not doing this well. I'm not effectively leading this group of 18,000 people or Examples of brand new CEOs who've taken over an organization and I've watched them transform it in very short order. What did they do? What did I see them do? And I share that in the book. I walk you through the whole turnaround project of the last media property that I had responsibility for. In fact, here in Phoenix, where our family is lives now, I share the, the some lessons, including some brutal experiences with an executive vice president that really helped me understand the kind of leader I don't want to be, as well as a very surprise and traumatic experience um, with someone who was an employee I hired, I, I heavily recruited, and then he suffered a traumatic brain injury. And it totally set back this turnaround project I was leading. And and what did I learn from that? So in the book, I share all the, I just, I try to share a ton of different experiences and give you insight into what I've learned. So I'm super excited for you to to, to be able to consume it um, if you have an interest in doing it. Here, here's kind of the timeline of what you can expect over the next few weeks and months. The book is coming out next week from when I'm recording this. So November 18th is the publishing date. 
I have opened up within the last few days what we call an adv- I, I didn't even know all this stuff, you guys. I'm learning it from my publisher friends. Adv- I, I've opened up the advanced review copy team. They call it the ARC team, advanced review copy team. What that means is it's a group of people that um, are that they want to read your book and they're willing to read a free copy of it. Spend at least 15 to 30 minutes going through it. You can skim through it, swipe through the files, kind of look at it and go, okay, get get a sense of the book. And then that team commits that when the book is published, they will write reviews. They can be positive, negative, mediocre, doesn't matter. It's up to them. But they commit to writing a review. So that way, when you launch your book on Amazon, you've got reviews already ready to go. I didn't know this was a thing. They call it the ARC team. And so if you want to be, we've had hundreds of people, you guys, already volunteer, sign up for this team, give us their name and email address. Um, and so we've closed that off to most people. But here's what I'm going to do because I'm super loyal to the podcast audience here, especially those of, the, uh, those of you who've been with me for a long time. So if you want to, I'm going to put a link to the, the link. I'm going to put the link to the site where you can, request to be part of the advanced review team. And so in the show notes on this podcast episode, you can just tap on that link. So swipe up, swipe over, depending on the app you're in, you'll see the show notes. That's kind of the text that's sent out with each podcast episode, the description and some various notes. You'll see in there the link to be part of the advanced review copy team. If you want to, you're super passionate, you want to do that, I'll send an email as soon as I finish recording this to the the person that's overseeing that and say, hey, make sure you're watching uh, over the next 24 hours or so for the um, the podcast folks to come in and, and, and request to be part of the team. If you do that, I'll make sure you get in on it, okay? So you've got to do that like within 24, yeah, it's got to be within 24 hours of when this podcast episode comes out. So if you're listening to this later in the week or sometime in the future, obviously this won't apply to you. So right now we're doing the, the advanced review team. Um, we've got it out to a ton of people. We, we've accepted about 25% of the people that applied. And um, and their their job is to look at parts of that manuscript this week. And then the book will go on sale November 18th. And on that date, the Kindle version and the paperback version will be for sale. So you can have the book shipped to you or you can instantly start reading it on your Kindle. Then as soon as Audible... Um, approves the audio files, the audio, the audio version of the, of the book will be available. They tell me, my friends have done this before, tell me that process can take anywhere from two to four weeks. So I'm just trying to be patient on that. So the, the audible version of the book will become available in probably two to four weeks after the publication date. And so I'll, I'll make sure to mention it in the podcast so um, you, you've got notice of that. Okay, um, what else should I tell you about it? Uh, I guess that's it for right now. I'm I'm excited about it. This isn't not this is not a money making venture for me. It's just it's just me capturing some of the things I've learned. You all in tripping and failing and 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 trying to learn what it takes to be a great leader and trying to figure out how to positively influence other people so that they can achieve the results they're trying to achieve and the results you need them to achieve if they're part of your organization. So this book captures that. Um, I will give you <laughs> I will give you a heads up too that my second book is already in the works. Um, I'm writing it with a team. There are three of us that are writing it and it will be out 
pretty darn quick after this first book. So uh, on a totally different topic, it's much more specific. It's much more um, around what we're going through right now with the pandemic and all the changes in the economy and all of that. That book, uh, it's been in the works for about three or four months and we're just now finishing it up and I'm one of three people writing it. I'm super excited for that one as well. But um, anyway, so Oh, now for the takeaway. So here, here's here's why, besides me being super excited about this and getting the news out to you, the other reason I wanted to talk about this in this episode, you all, is because of a process that I have thought a lot about in the last year. To be honest, I've thought I've, the, during COVID-19 and all of the changes this year, I, I I've just been thinking about this, and that is... Um, how are we capturing the wisdom we are gaining? I did a podcast episode on this a few months ago. Perhaps some of you heard it. Some of you might have missed it. But um, this book, Decide to Lead, the book Decide to Lead, the reason I'm writing it and the reason I do podcast episodes too is to capture what I'm experiencing and what I'm learning. And, and, and here's the punchline. All the experiences you have in your life really don't matter that much if you aren't capturing what they're teaching you, right? And so we go through all of these experiences in life and we kind of roll with them, right? We, 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 some are setbacks, some are successes and victories, and so some are highs and some are lows, and we're going through all these things in life. And what I've come to discover, at least it's my belief, that most people never step back and reflect on, well, what am I learning? Or what did that experience with that person teach me? How am I smarter? How am I wiser? What, what, have, what have I learned from it? And, and to me, that is so much of the value of life, is stepping back and capturing, pondering, writing down, recording what you're learning. And people, we need that. So there's tons of value for us as individuals to sit back and look at that. Okay, what did that experience, whatever it is, what did that experience teach me? And capture it in just a couple of bullet points. Write it down in a journal. Write it, type it into an app on your phone while you're waiting for your oil to be changed or waiting for whatever, or your kid to come out of um, soccer practice or whatever it might be, capture that. Again, whether it's a, a setback or a success or whatever it might be, and we are so much more effective and so much more valuable in the lives of other people when we're able to articulate to them, share with them things we're learning. And we, we don't, we're not able to do that very effectively and efficiently if we haven't captured it. And so I get into meetings all the time and, I, and people will ask a question or make a statement and I'll say, you know what? One thing I want to share about this is I've, I've got two things that I want to, I, two points I want to make. And what I notice is when I'm able to concisely share learning and observations, people take notes. They stop and they listen. But when I just ramble for five to 10 minutes sharing insight or wisdom and it's not really 
that concise and I haven't I haven't packaged it well, very few people listen. They tend to not really pay a lot of attention. This is true, you guys, in our family, in my family. Like we were having a discussion yesterday was Sunday. We're having a discussion as, as a family as we tend to do now. We spend some time reflecting on things we've read. We're, we're you know, we're, we're religious, and so Sunday is a sacred day to us. And with limitations on congregating together as members of our church, um, we spend more time now as a family reflecting on spiritual lessons that we're learning. What did we read in the scriptures last week? What lessons do we want to share? And so yesterday, my my my, uh, my daughter was sharing her um, some lessons she learned from a passage of scripture we were reading as a family last week and 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 then it was my turn to react to it right all the family members were reacting to it and so i i said you know here are just a couple of things that stand out to me in what you've been talking about and what we've been talking about and when you do that in a concise way People tend to take more notice. Now, did, did my 11-year-old get out a notebook and start taking notes of what his dad was sharing? Of course not, but you get my point. So as I publish this book, I just would encourage you, um, I would encourage you to make sure you're taking time to capture the lessons, the insight you're learning through an experience of being a mom right now or being a dad with kids at the stage they're in right now, what are you learning? What what are you learning from the failures at work over the last three to six months? What are you learning from the incredible successes at work the last three to six months? What are you learning from a relationship that's strained right now? What are you learning from a relationship that's healthier than it's ever been? What are you? Th- th- that is the value of life. And in I, my my spiritual view, if you will, of life, you whether you're spiritual or not, hopefully um, this will have value to you. But I honestly believe one of the main purposes of life, uh, our existence as a human being, is to gain wisdom. And and so we have experiences. Life is designed for us to have experiences that teach us every stage. I'm learning more now at the age I'm at than at any point in my life. I'm learning faster. I'm learning harder lessons. I'm learning all kinds of things about other people, about relationships, about faith, about myself, about society, about business, leadership, all these things. And so I want to capture that. So, all right, I've said enough. Speaking of being concise, I have not been that in this episode. Super excited about the book. If you want to be a part of the Advanced Review Copy Committee, just tap on the link in the show notes. It will take you and you just enter your name and email address and then click a little box that says you commit to um, to writing a review, a review. And I'm excited for this uh, for this book to come out. And I hope, I desperately hope, even if it sells like two copies, I all I care about is that at least one of those two people found value in it and it helped them become a more effective leader. That's all I care about. And uh, I hope you're all healthy. Hope you're doing well. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.